Hello, everyone, and this is the Union Makers Podcast. Today, I am interviewing Maddie McGraw, owner of Maddie McGraw Photography, a project manager at a branding agency, and now co-founder of Union Makers. Maddie graduated from A&M with her bachelor's in communications. She is also my friend, and I am so excited to talk with her today. goodness. Hi, Maddie. How are you doing today? Hi, Allison. I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here and excited to kind of give you a little bit of an interview today. Yeah. Um, this will be kind of the format that we do going forward and yeah. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. I'm cool. happy to be here. I'm happy to be interviewed. <laughs> Great. Okay. Awesome. So we'll kind of start it off with what do you do and how did you get started? Yeah, so I am a photographer. Um, I'm a wedding photographer, primarily. I have been a wedding photographer for five years, um, which is crazy. Um, And I also work for a branding agency. I'm a project manager there, um, which there's a lot of parallels between photography and brand and Mm, just like how to tell a story. And I think the way that I think about a wedding day is how do you tell this person's story? So I see a lot of, even though they're very different uh, day-to-day tasks, I see a lot of similarities between um, the two. And just, um, I think I'm very passionate about just like the heart of how do you preserve intimate moments? And so that is... Really the heart behind my photography business, but like I said, I've been doing it for six years. Um, I definitely fell in love with photography before I knew what I was doing. Mm. Um, I had a camera in college and I started taking pictures of friends um, and just really that was the beginning of... I don't think back then I knew that it was like storytelling that I was in love with. But I went to Texas A&M, Giga Maggie's, mm-hmm. and um, at A&M, it's a, you know, very popular tradition that you, like, get your Aggie ring. And when a student gets their Aggie ring, you, like, go to the their, their, like, association building, and you have, like, a mini little ceremony, and then it's, like, there's, like, a famous wall that people take pictures on. And so I started, you know, putting myself out there. It's like, a, hey, you could hire me, and I'll take you and your family and your friends' pictures on ring day. Yeah. And that is really the first time that I, like, got paid to take a picture, Um, I will never forget my first client. I charged them $75 and I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe somebody is paying me $75 to take their pictures. (laughs) Um, and so that just continued to grow. And then post-grad, I got started at a advertising agency and I was, I hated it. It was like, I was in the wrong job. It was very, very analytical. And then I ended up moving on from that job and I worked in ministry And while I was working in ministry, I knew I needed like supplemental income. And so like I picked up my camera and I was like, you know, like I think I can do more with this again. And at that point I like jumped in head first. I had shot a couple of weddings throughout like my college years, but it was always like either alongside someone or um, I think before that time I had shot like two that were by myself that were like very low key. Yeah. Um, And so I kind of jumped into the deep end, but it was a slow, slow burn. Mm. I feel like internally I like wanted to go a lot faster and I like wanted to be shooting all of these weddings. And it just took me a long time to figure out, 
my like process, whether that was my process for like, you know, landing clients or my Mm -hmm. process for the workflow once I had a bride to how do I structure a successful wedding day to make sure I tell people's yeah stories effectively. Um, And so now I feel like very comfy in my role as a wedding photographer. Um, And I'm very passionate about just taking it the next step further. Um, And so that's like, that's the short in the end of it. Oh, it's so cool. What I do and how I got here. Yeah. And so how did like the branding agency fit into that? So you left advertising, you were in ministry, kind of switching over to branding. Yeah. So I knew my season of working in ministry was going to come to an end, um, which is a whole story for another time. Um, But I knew that season in my life was ending. And so I pretty much was like, knew that at the end of 2021 that I was going to leave that job. And so I like, put out applications to a few different places and hadn't heard back. And I was like, okay, like if I don't get interviews anywhere, I'm going to do photography full time. Yeah. I was at a place. This is around the time we met. Yeah. This is that around the time we met. Um, I was like, okay, I can, no, because we met in 2021. Oh, yeah. So oh, the I beginning of 2022. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Is when at the end of 2021, yeah. I had known you for almost a year yeah. when I'm like making all of these decisions. Yeah. And so I it was like, okay, I know I could do photo full time, but at that point in time I was really struggling with like feeling like I was on an island and that mm-hmm. I was missing that I would miss having a team because yeah. you know when you work in ministry, it's very collaborative. There's a lot of, you know, teamwork. Mm-hmm. Um and I I think I was, if I'm being completely honest and transparent, I was very insecure. Yeah. I just didn't know if I could cut it. Not because, not from like a financial standpoint, but from like confidence. Confidence. Do I have the guts? Do I have the endurance? I think it takes a lot of drive and like, there's just a lot of things that go into like jumping Mm. into the deep end of it being your... To support yourself. Primary thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I ended up getting an interview at the branding agency I work at and it kind of all fell into place. Like it was this perfect situation. It was in Dallas. It had great people. Like I knew it would have a good balance so that I could do weddings on the weekend and would have time after work and I knew it wouldn't drain me. And so I started at the branding agency and I love it. And now I think on your podcast, you talked about like, wow, it's a problem that I have too many passions. Like, what was me? Like, that's how I feel now of like, wow, I love my job Mm -hmm. at the branding agency I work at. And I love, love, love the people that I work with. And I actually really enjoy my clients there too. Mm. And that has connected me to a lot of branding photography jobs. So I also do brand photography. Um, A lot of the brand photography I do is white labeled, which just means that I shoot for a brand, but I'm not allowed to like market it or talk about it. Um, And then sometimes once a certain amount of time has passed, I'm allowed to like post about it. Um, But I actually do a lot of brand photography as well. Um, And that is separate from the agency. It's just like connections through the agency. And so I think one thing that I've learned a lot is that like the creative space in Dallas is all connected, whether that's like weddings to brand. Totally. You know, it's just a small, small world that we live in. So kind of somewhat related, somewhat switching gears. You mentioned kind of feeling like, like liking that collaborative space feeling like an island at times. I feel like that goes really well into like what Union Makers is. Yeah. So what would you say that like, as we're kind of starting this, like Union Makers means to you and just related to having meaningful relationships in the industry? 
obviously I love this question. This question is, I think the reason that made me want to start something like union makers. Um, so when I think about Maddie McGraw photography at the beginning of its lifespan, I think of insecurity, a lack of friendships, and feeling like the people that I did know in the industry had already made it. And because they had already made it, it meant that there wasn't space for me to quote unquote be successful. And so I put myself on the back burner and I very much was like, you know, like it's their space. Like Mm. I think also coming from like a, a, a Texas state school where everybody kind of knows everyone mm-hmm. like the established Dallas photographers were already a thing, right? Like you have yeah. the like bride magazine photographers, right. right. That are charging like $25,000 for a wedding. And then you have everyone else. It's yeah. kind of how I, is right. how I saw it. And I, I didn't was like, make the cut. I don't fit into that. Everyone else. Yeah. And so yeah. to me, and then when I did find photographers that I was like, oh, I feel like we're running at the same pace or I feel like we think about this really similarly and I would see them on Instagram and then I would meet them in person and I would be like, they just talk negatively about everybody that they know. Like, does yeah. that person even have friends? Yeah. And so I found myself wanting to be different and not not wanting. And it's yeah. not just about photographers. Like I would find people complaining about coordinators or caterers or venues. And I'm like, that... Y- you made a choice to be a part of the wedding industry and I would leave a wedding day and I'd be like, Hey, like that experience with XYZ vendor, it was difficult, but look at all the things that went right. Yeah. yeah. And I just wanted to get to the end of the day and be like, wait, I met new friends. Yeah. And I remember when I would have a couple of weddings at the beginning where I'd leave and I'd be like, Oh, that coordinator and I really hit it off. And I'd be like, that feels so good. Like, I want to feel that like team mentality of like, we work together really well to make that bride's experience excellent. Um, And so to me, Union Makers is a space to take existing relationships or new relationships and to go deeper. Um, Whether that means to learn something together, to hang out together, to ask questions and learn a new skill together. I think Allison, something you and I do really well is like, we are constantly having these new dreams. Yes. And it's always like, Oh my gosh, I've thought about that too. And I'm like, I know other people do that. And so I want union makers to be a space where people can dream and then be encouraged to actually lean into those dreams. Yeah. Kind of touching on one of the things you said, and obviously that was so cool. I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Um, Is what would you say is the distinction? And you may have not thought about this between the gossip, the competition, the cattiness or whatever, Mm -hmm. sometimes in the industry of like, oh, I had this bad experience with the vendor, yada, yada, yada. Like this was a horrible time. How would you distinguish like that from like, obviously like we want to be a place where people can like lay down like things that happened or like a space where it's not like there's like, I don't know, like, I don't know. I'm sometimes a complainer, you know, where it's like, I'm, you know, obviously there's like a space for that almost like eventing a little bit, like, or it's like, like, it's not that we're, we're not allowing like people to like have like harder times or like Mm -hmm. a rough relationship, you know, like, I don't know. I guess what I'm asking is like, is there a distinction there? Like, would you say that I'm kind of throwing this at you, but you know, would you say that there's a difference like between venting and gossiping? Is that what you're at? A little bit, but just like, you know, I guess where is the line of like, yeah, you know, sitting here like, oh my gosh, like I know even sometimes like we're guilty of, you yeah. know, being like, oh my gosh, like that 
caterer was so mean. Yeah. You know, and it's like, where's the difference between that and then, like, being gossipy? Or, you know, I guess there's a lot in there. Um, yeah. I think I always consider my audience, yeah. right? Like, yeah. am I venting to a new person that I just met that doesn't really know my heart and doesn't know my intention behind how I run my business? Sure. Or am I like venting to a trusted person who is going to call me out when I take it too far. Sure. Right. So like, and encourage me to do the next right thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's the difference. Right. So when I go to you, Allison, who's my close trusted friend, my coworker in a lot of friends, my, you know, somebody that I tell my goals to. And I'm like, this thing happened to me and I take it too far. You're going to be like, okay, Maddie, like, but did you do everything right in that space too? Mm-hmm. Or you're going to say, you know, like I hear you and I see you and that is a really sucky situation. Yeah, right. Thanks for telling me. And then we're not going to go back to it, right? Like it's not going to be this like endless vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. But if I walk into a space, you know, it happens all the time where I'm with friends or, you know, I'm out somewhere and I get introduced as a wedding photographer and then it's like, oh wait, I work in the industry too. And then it's, have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? Have you worked with this person? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I don't Just like that Just a spiraling, person. It's yeah. this like spiraling conversation with somebody that I don't really know. That to me is like gossip and not needed. Yeah. Like instead, let's... Putting people down that aren't in the room. That aren't in the room. Yeah. That have no way to protect themselves. Yeah. Um, and I think like other times and other situations that I've been at either networking events or um, other industry related things it's this it's a spiral situation where one person is like I had this negative situation happen to me and I think that we have an opportunity to be like wow that sucked I'm so sorry that happened to you Mm -hmm. and change the conversation but I think what happens nine point nine times out of ten yeah. is well let me tell you about the situation was worse. Where I hated and let me yeah, and I like, hate that person and never work with this person and it's like, well how do we not know that that bad situation was a one off situation because that person had a bad day? Like we're human. Yeah. And people this we live in a dark, heavy world and you just don't know what they're walking through and what you know, they're having to leave at the front of a venue to make somebody else's day really special. Yeah. And yeah. so and you may not click with everyone. Like that's not everybody allowed. can be your that's best allowed. friend. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I would say like your circle of trusted people should be tight and it should be small yeah. and should be people that are going to have your back. Yeah. Um. And and that's that was probably a really long explanation. No, no. I but. I just think it it was based on what you were saying, but I also think that's been like a constant conversation between us of like we we say like creating a space for mm-hmm. people. Um. But also like this is not a like a space where we're going to be haters. Yeah. Like, well, like think about if I go into a wedding day, let's say I come out of a wedding day. It's a Saturday that Friday before I had the worst day of my life. Yeah. I show up to that Friday and maybe I'm a little less peppy than normal, but I'm working with a vendor that knows my reputation and they're like, "Hmm, Maddie seems a little off. I hope she's okay. Rather than, wow, she's terrible at her job. Let me tell everyone that never to work with this person. Yeah. Like I think that there just needs to be more grace and forgiveness in this space. And that just like, and, and, and being inclusive of like, hey, I've been there. I've had a bad day too. How can I help you? Totally. Yeah. How can I help is a good, yeah, just figuring out where we can help and lift other people up too. Because um, this stuff is hard sometimes. Yeah. A I mean, it's times. it's relationships. So yeah. it's yeah. it's navigating mm-hmm. and you just don't know a lot of times how people want to be interacted with. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to kind of take a couple different turns um, just because I want to ask you all these questions. Um, But what is your favorite part of what you do on a wedding day? Gosh, I 
feel like when I like think about a wedding day, break it down into sections, right? Like it's when I first get there and then when I start like interacting with bride and so on and so forth. But, um, I think my favorite part is when I'm with a couple Mm. and we're taking their portraits and they just, whether that's before the ceremony or after the ceremony and you just see two people that like are so committed to one another and you're like, wow, this, it's not the start of their lives and it's not the start of their relationship, but like they just made a really big decision and look at the joy that came out of that. And I'm have a front row seat to see that happen. Um, and it's always in that moment where I'm like, Hey, this is a really full day for them. And in every single one of my timelines, I build in at least 10 minutes for the couple to just have alone time. Mm -hmm. And so typically I'll be like, okay, you guys have like 10 minutes to just hang out here by this tree and just talk about how the ceremony went or just talk about how you think it's going to go or, you know, pray over one another or, you know, say what you want to do on your honeymoon. Like what, like (laughs) get some, you know, have fun, like make out. I don't know. Like, (laughs) I don't care. And typically what happens is I can't completely actually leave them. You know, I can sip away, but like I have to take them to their next thing. And so I'm kind of spying on them and just seeing them be them. Mm. I think it's just so special, but I love getting down on the dance floor. I love eating a slice of cake. Like, I tell people all the time I get paid to party. So, I, I'm i just, I'm there for a good time. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so, kind of taking that, that's a marathon, not not a sprint. Yeah. Um, how do you recharge? Like, after the day ends, I mean, you have a full-time job outside of this, too. Like, you have, like, two full-time jobs. I do. Yeah. How do you recharge? How do you yeah. figure out how to survive? Yeah. <laughs> I actually sat down with a girl that's jumping into the wedding industry and we talked about this. Um, She wants to be a photographer and we were talking about like balancing two things. And I think first, before you can recharge, you have to check and make sure you have, you're managing your time well, Mm because I think it's so easy to all of a sudden be scrolling and scrolling and whether that's vegging out on TikTok or what, or even watching Netflix. Yes. Like, Use your time where you're working really well so that when it's time to rest, you can actually recharge. Um, And so that's where I would say recharging starts is actually like making sure that you have a good workflow Mm. Um, because, you know, I have a nine to five, but then I always say like after my nine to five, I have a a six to eight, which is like where I catch up on my wedding photography stuff. Mm. And a lot of the times that also means... I, you know, I have a, I say I have a 6 to 8 twice. So I typically work on wedding photography stuff from 6 to 8 a.m. Then I go to my job and then I work on wedding photography stuff from 6 to 8 p.m. Wow. And that's not perfect. Sometimes yeah, I yeah, like yeah. go and meet clients or whatever. But I have to use that time diligently so that I can respect my rest window. And so my favorite way to rest is to be outside, screen free. A lot of times like with a with a friend or a good book. Yeah. Um, and just doing something that I enjoy. Mm. Um. I think also, like, as soon as I leave a wedding, at wedding, I'm, like, not working the rest of the night, right? Like, I think sometimes I'm tempted to, like, go home. You know, I get home and I, like, do the things. Like, yeah, upload yeah, pictures yeah. and make sure everything's back, oh, yeah. back up, make sure everyone's <laughs> safe. But, like, my resting starts on my drive home. And so a lot of times that's to, like, whatever song I'm really vibing to. So, that's like, incredible. Guilty Pleasure right now has been Sabrina Carpenter. I've seen her in March. I, like, <laughs> shut up. I want to go. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe Robert will let you steal his ticket. Okay. I'm sure you would be way more fun to go to that. Um, but anyway, anyway. so I, 
<laughs> I'm just like, I, I put on my guilty pleasure song, yes. whatever that was. It's funny, earlier in the year it was Olivia Rodrigo, and I kind of feel like I'm cheating on her, but that's, that's a hilarious. whole discussion for another I think time. That's okay. And so, um,. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's, you have to figure out the pockets of yes. where you feel rest. And I'm like, yeah. okay, this is music I want to listen to. Sometimes again, in my car, and I'm like, I need silence. I was about to say, see, mine is complete silence <laughs> And it's, sure. you know, I and I would say most days after a wedding, I like will treat myself to, I love a, a sonic beverage. I, I, amen. But now <laughs> I'm like trying not to do caffeine after What's a certain time. What's your sonic beverage? An ocean water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like trying to do like the caffeine free thing. So like, I don't think Sprite actually has I don't caffeine know in it. I don't know if you can so. do that for your job. Anywho, <laughs> that's, that was a really long tangent anyway, and I kind of answered a different question, fun, but. Uh, I lost all trains of thought. <laughs> Sabrina Carpenter will yes, do that to you. Right. Oh my gosh. Nonsense. Okay. I think that may have been most of my questions. I guess, like, I want to talk about what amps you up before a wedding day starts. Okay. Um, so many off tracks there, but we got Yeah. Back. <laughs> well, it's like I could answer this funny or I could answer, yeah. answer this, like, really thoughtfully. 100%. You know, because I think I do, I do both. Mine is, like, Me Too by Megan Trainor. To yeah, I don't have, like, a walk-up song. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I need one. Should that be my goal of 2023? Yeah, you have to find a walk-up a song. A walk-up song? Um, I would say a lot of times I try to be quiet before I get there. Yeah. Because I definitely turn on for a wedding. You know, like, I'm, I'm a sure. pretty energetic person. Yeah, as you can tell. But I pretty much go to the next level, like, on a wedding day, and it's just like, ah! And so I'm like, okay, I need to just like have peace before so that I can come out of the gate with all of the energy that I have. And so a lot of times amping myself up is like, okay, you know, let's slow your heart down. Mm -hmm. I still get nervous, not because I'm like, don't know what I'm doing. Like I used to get nervous because I'd be like, do I have all my equipment? (laughs) Do I have which Allison and I have some funny stories about being in the car together and being like, oh my god, I don't have a battery. Oh my god, I don't have my SD card. (laughs) IRS. No, but everybody makes no, no, everybody makes mistakes. Okay, we're really getting off track here. But um <laughs> I think yeah, I what are we even talking about? Um what amps you up? Uh, apparently amping myself up means just like nothing. Exuding confidence. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Um yeah. A lot of times I'll like try to text all of my like people, whether mm. that's my like family or my friends. Because, like, during the wedding day, I, like, can't. And so that's yeah. just, like, one thing, like, off my plate. So, again, I think just, like, whatever I can do to get my brain in the right spot. And I think that's, that's different every day. Yeah. That just depends on what you're needing. Okay. Well, I think that was everything. Thank you so much for, oh gosh, of course. you know, I feel like we it. both have so much more to say. Like, oh, this so is much. Such, it's so interesting. <laughs> I'm like, can I have three parts? But I know. I, that sounds so conceited. No, but, no. like. I just have so many things that I wish old me knew. Yes. That like... Oh my gosh, that was a question. Is it? Did I not ask that? Um, Based on what you know now, what would you tell yourself when you were first starting? That's right. For some reason in my back of my head, I thought I already asked Um, Okay. Well, probably because we're running out of time, I'll go No, no, no. You got got at least four minutes. Oh, four whole minutes? Then Uh let me take all of it. Everybody needs to hear my voice for four minutes oh, straight. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I'm just kidding. You don't need to. I would tell myself to only compete with myself. Mm. You're your worst and best competition, and you're the only one that can actually choose to change what you're doing to grow. And worrying about what other people are doing or thinking of you is really not helping anyone or 
do anything. Nope. Um, also to ask for help, whether that's, you know, when I first started, I remember one of the first weddings I shot in college, my like flash would not work and I could not figure out why my flash wasn't working. Yeah. And I just like didn't know the settings. Right. right. And I think, I think about that moment all the time. Actually, last year I was at a wedding and my flash like wasn't triggering and it like really took me back to the beginning. Yeah. And I now had the confidence to be like, okay, like this I'm not, not embarrassed yeah, yeah. that like, and it ended up being a faulty piece of equipment. So it had nothing to do with like what I knew. Right. And so I think I would just tell myself like, slow down. You're okay. What other people think of you does not matter. Mm. And then the other thing that I, like, feel like I'm, like, learning now that, or really, like, last year is to look at weddings. Like, it's not about how many you do. It's about the quality of the work that you're putting out. For sure. So, I think it's really easy to get caught up in the conversation of, with a fellow vendor or even a bride of, like, how many weddings are you shooting this year? Oh, absolutely. And hearing somebody be like, 900! And I'm like, (laughs) what? And I'm like, great! You know, 65 is probably a realistic number for like a florist or something. That's not what I was saying. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's, <laughs> I yeah, think it's yeah. really, well, and I don't shoot 65 weddings. No, absolutely. That would be I would die. more, that's like every weekend you're working and several more than, of working yeah. more than that. And so, um, but that that doesn't equal success. That that's yeah, not, I think and that could be successful. There's a, a photographer, his name's Ryan Ray, and I really admire his work. And he's not shooting that many weddings, and yeah. he is wildly successful. Um, and part of that is his price tag is very high. Yeah. Everyone yeah, should yeah. look him up. He's literally, the work he does on film is outstanding. Yeah. Um, so cool. But. We love to shout out some vendors yes, on this he's thing. He's someone I really like, yeah. look up to. And so I would just look back at myself and be like, you're only, you're, you're your only competitor. And the quantity of what you're doing Hmm. it does not communicate your character or your talent. Absolutely. The quantity, the quality of what you're putting out is really what you should focus on. Yeah. And I think that really is like, I mean, I'm just, I know this is your interview, but that is the heart of Union Makers, right? Is getting together and like whether you have been in the business for like, like you just jump in Mm -hmm. or you've been in it or you shoot two weddings or, you know, you coordinate this or, you know, whatever you're doing, like we're all in the same world and yeah. we're all experiencing a lot of the same things yeah, and for sure kind of put that stuff aside that kind of tempts mm-hmm. us to look over both shoulders yeah. and, and you know see ourselves as less than because yeah. of the person next to us and and you know see ourselves you know together as more valuable yeah it's and, funny too like I feel like I've been dabbling with a little bit of a new dream inside the wedding industry mm-hmm. and it's like on your episode, you talked about, like, not wanting to call yourself a photographer. Totally. And I'm, like, I've, like, kind of been introduced to this world of bridal modeling. And mm-hmm. I, like, really was, like, resistant to it at first. And the more I've, like, thought about it and, like, the heart and intention behind it, the more I'm, like, okay, wait, I actually think that this is something that I could do. Right? Yes. And, like, maybe it, it ends up being nothing. Yeah. And that's okay, too. Yeah. But I think also, like, letting yourself dream about trying something like try something you might end up loving it yeah and I and I wish that I would have told myself that in other aspects of my career too sure so there are a lot of people that kind of have that dream and put it on the table and I remember the one time again I'm kind of switching it back to me but no I love it kind of talking but yeah yeah, I was like I came home one day to, to my husband Robert and was just like 
hey, like, I would love to have, like, a small event venue. I'd love to open a wedding venue one day. Like, I think yeah. this would be good training wheels. Like, and we can just have a small space. Maybe in, like, a couple years, you yeah. know. And my husband being kind of who he is and probably now why the way I am. Mm-hmm. It was like, why not now? Yeah. You know, and I find myself asking me, myself that question a lot of, yeah. like, do I actually have a good reason why I couldn't just try this now? Right. You know, and, like, see what, what happens. Like, yeah. worst case scenario, like, okay, it didn't work out. You yeah. know, do you know how many people are going out and doing things and it just doesn't work out. You know, people who invest millions of dollars into projects that don't pan out, you know, and it's like, we have a lot of flexibility in what we can do and try. Yeah. And I'm like, I think I'm like at the spot of like, if I think one thing always leads to another. Yeah. Right. Like Mm -hmm. photography, I would never have even like looked at modeling and been like, Oh, that's an idea without photography. And you're killing it. And it's (laughs) terrifying. And I literally am like, what the heck is going on? But it's it's fun and mm. so and it, it might just be a hobby and I think hobbies are good inside of our industry too. Hundred percent. You need so. places to go outside. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay, well, awesome. This is fun. I feel like I wrapped up and then we kept talking and then we'll wrap up now. Okay. But, <laughs> but thank you so much. Um, this was the Union Makers podcast, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>